version 2.0 i am dan and where in the shit are my cheetos at (laughs) partially on your balls (laughs) thanks guys i appreciate that when i'm gone i love it i get to listen to the insults that's um, that's how you know you're missed is that how you know you're missed is that is that oh oh yeah because if we didn't like you we wouldn't talk about you what I'm not sure that's true, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Kasama feels the other yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm pretty sure if we didn't I like was, him, we'd still talk about him. I was yelling at my computer when you guys were going off on Kasama. <laughs> I was. Mission accomplished. The rotor's on the left side. You show me one Kasama where the rotor isn't on the opposite side. Show me one. Doesn't exist. Come no, on. the rotor's on the wrong side. Whatever. It's on it's the opposite side. It's not even the left. <laughs> Whatever. You guys you guys know much, as much about Kasamas as you know about Nanos. Whatever the hell little helicopter. Tell us about talking. your Touché. Kasama, Dan. Touche. I agree. It's a work of art. It's a work of art. Is it? Oh, it's a beautiful helicopter. I don't know. Where I, is it now? I don't know. Somebody in Canada is happily flying it. Eh? It's too pretty to fly. It's, it's something Do you, you feel the it, same way about the new one. No, but I feel the same way about you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Dude, think about that's that? What my wife says too. See, see how I brought that right back there. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know the, the that original one, dude. That's one that you buy and put on your coffee table for when people come over. It's like a instead of a coffee table book, you have a Kasama airframe. It's a conversation. Right? Make piece. it into like a make it into like a. It, it is a, a fan. It is a work of art. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Didn't fly real well. Well, it was over-engineered. It probably flew real well if you wanted to spend a lot of time tweaking. Been right up your alley, Nick. Why don't you buy one? Mm, I think I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the guys are all here. I'm back this week. What's up? Uh, nothing. How was your time off? Uh, it, it was tiresome, and I was I had... I finally caught the, I don't, it's, it was a stomach flu and everybody else was getting like respiratory. I didn't get respiratory. I got like, don't stray too far from the shitter flu. Dan got the butt flu. (laughs) Yeah. We call that the butt flu. (laughs) The butt flu. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was not, you know, it was just kind of tiresome. And it, it, it actually, to be honest with you, when we when you guys were recording, I was kind of getting over it, but I was just wiped the fuck out. And I just, I was sitting here I'm like, okay, you can do this, you can do this, but I just couldn't focus and I was falling asleep. And anyway, so uh, all's well. Trying too hard well. not to shit your pants. Uh, no, that part had already kind of run its course, you know. 
uh, kept, uh, you know, a few, uh, you know, those, those, uh, dog pads that you put on the floor. You just keep yep. a couple of those in the truck just in case, you know, sort of is a, on, on your way to the bathroom, just in case you don't make it <laughs> just lie right? in the hallway with them. Yeah. Because you're like the <laughs> urge is too great. Must drop trowel. Exactly. And you just, and all of a sudden a you see Dan, like in the middle of the hallway squatting. <laughs> <laughs> just a trail Ugh. just a little, little i think okay. that's a logical thing to do is that enough of a visual for you nick you want to yeah. move on oh yeah no we're we're good we're nick is so squeamish so it's been another eventful week kind of for me i don't know i know you guys know about it but i don't know if we've talked about it on the show but i got my trailer shit figured out right have we talked about that on the show uh, Can we talk about that? Yes, uh, kind of, sort of, but not Not totally. on the show, I don't think. No final we decisions, though. No, I don't oh, think yeah, we did on the right. show. Um, so the decision has been made. Money has been transferred. Titles have been signed. License plates have been purchased. And I ended up with a 21-foot toy hauler. Nice. Oh, yeah. With a shower and a Big shitter time. and, you know, beds, enough beds for to sleep three and a hot water tank and a propane heater and, you know, closet space, something to cook on. It's the little things. Upgrades. Yeah, you know, so. Or the big things. <laughs> so or the big things. <laughs> I, um, I started, of course, I have I, the Dodge 1500 Ram. I started kind of thinking, I... You know, it's toy haulers are heavy by design, right? They're designed to haul heavy loads and they're designed tongue heavy because typically you load them in the rear with your big, you know, motorcycles and quads and shit, right? Mm -hmm. So they're designed tongue heavy. And I was really pushing that, that ram to the limit. I actually did some upgrading. I was talking to my mechanic, the guy who I typically go to, and he was doing all these upgrades for me, and one day he said, uh, would you sell that truck? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm upgrading it. Why, why do I, you know, I don't really, not actively looking to sell it. And I said, why? And he says, well, I got a guy looking for a truck just like this, and I've got, you know, he's gone through it. He's done all the work on it. He's like, and I know it's sound, and uh, he wants to talk to you about buying it. So I sold the Dodge. Nice. Yeah. Nice, dude. Sweet. So now I have a toy hauler, no real way to pull it. Right? I remedy that with a 2007 Duramax three-quarter ton. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Damn. So, Very nice. Yeah. Big steps. Yeah. Big steps. So I'm ready for the fun, the fun, fun fly season to begin. Um. Nothing has happened on the build front because I'm waiting, but ah, that wait but guess is going to be resolved. What's that? Dan? Yes? You currently have a Neo registered in your name sitting in, in my hot little hands and in route. In route? Which will hopefully be here, I'm hoping by the weekend... Yeah. Um, there is a V control in route, ah, in route oh. to me. So that's what I'm waiting for to continue the build. Although 
let's be, I mean, I'm making it sound like the heli's like sitting there waiting for a V control to be slapped onto it and go, that's not the case, but <laughs> I'm making it sound that way it's, because it sounds good yeah. to me. It makes me feel better. Uh, so no, I actually, you know, I, I kind of, I don't particularly like to start builds unless I have everything. It's just, I don't know. It's a mental thing. Everything's here. I want everything to be here and ready. Decided not to put an icon on the gasser. Uh, I was talking to a few people in the know. Not that icons are bad units. Love them. Been flying them for a long time, but apparently, uh, especially during break-in, some gasser guys are having some issues uh, with some pretty bad vibrations. Hmm. Break-in's rough say, on everything. Interesting. Man. Yeah, and it's not to say you will have issues. Some people are having issues. So I just decided to bypass that chance and just wait. So... Uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna get that. Uh, hopefully, mid next week after Nick gets his uh, grubby little hands on the V control and works his magic on it for me, gets it ready for me. I uh, so what else this week? I t- two weeks ago uh, I mentioned that our club is gonna start flying indoors, and they picked the gym that's four blocks away from me. So I was in this. Let's find a small helicopter kind of state of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Ton of people suggested the Oxy. A lot of people. Uh, a lot of guys suggested some Blade products. Um, had a listener send me uh, a message, and he's like, dude, I've got an Oxy, and it's got an icon, and it's got two sets of blades, and it's got this, that, and the other. I'll make you a deal of a lifetime. And sure enough, he did. So I have in my possession an Oxy. Make you a very good deal. Nice. (laughs) The only thing it was missing was uh, those little KST servos, those little servos that everybody's putting in them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And a motor. So I ordered a motor, a Lynx motor. And you're going to ask me what size. And I cannot remember, but I think it's a... Oxy size. Yeah, it's the right size. It's the size for the Oxy, right? I don't know. It's the it's the Lynx motor. I think there's only one of them. There might be two. But uh if you want to know exactly which one, go read Chris Reibert's review. He sent me information on it. Oh, yeah, nice. So uh it's that motor. I ordered uh some 3S Pulse Ultras. Uh I think I got 3 of those coming. The motor's coming. Servos. Couldn't find them in stock anywhere. Anywhere. Ended up getting them off eBay. Wasn't paying close enough attention. They'll be here about February 27th. Whoa! <laughs> oh, dude, what the China hell? Express. China Express. Oh. I was shy. I actually, I didn't really, I wasn't, I, okay, so it's my fault. Didn't, didn't pay attention. So today I was like, those should be showing up any day. I'll just go back and I'll. I'll check, uh, you know, the eBay listing because they put tracking numbers and shit on there. Um, of course, the tracking number I couldn't find because it's some obscure, you know, Don's Taiwanese Express or something. I don't know, something from overseas. <laughs> However, I did notice there was a, at the bottom of the post, there was a, a, you know, you can expect these somewhere, you know, middle of February, <laughs> end of February. I was like, oh, that's great. So, but 
So I, I get all this little oxy stuff ready, right? We get the oxy going or get it ordered and get it here. Only to find out two days ago that my club's not doing any indoor flying. They didn't get the gym. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but so that that's not even going to happen. So now I have an oxy that I'm going to have to be chasing my cats around inside the house. <laughs> with. You can't do yeah. anything with. I, it, can fly, it can fly outside. Oh, well, heck yeah, it can. So, yeah, you know, what the hell? Absolutely, dude. You could, You don't even need to go out to the back 40. You just, like, open the shop door and sit right in the doorway. All day long. and just fly helicopters all day long. Air day. Yeah. Air day. All day, air day. <laughs> all day, air day. I, I, I've contemplated simming. How's that grab you? Wow, Griffin, <laughs> does that make that not makes very you feel well. like you've taken a step in the right direction? <laughs> the fact that I'm contemplating simming, yeah, um, yeah, how's that? And admitting that you have a problem, <laughs> the road to recovery. I gotta get, I gotta get going on the sim, but uh, I gotta get some helis built first. Now I've got three of them to build. So, Nick, you want to build some helis for me? Hmm. Nah. Come on, man. I still have one to go myself. Yeah, then we got to get uh we we got to get Ken. Ken, we got to get him to get his going too. Yeah, what's his deal? I don't know. I'm going to have to drive over there and Yeah, what's his excuse? I don't know. He rough him up a little. He always wants to go shooting guns. That's what he wants to do. So I don't know. We got to get that thing. We got to get it rolling. Mm. Uh, it's been an interesting week. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to all this, uh, FAAMA bullshit, but, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later. There's, uh, there's some, there's some fun facts going on there. I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm feeling a little, a little, uh, defeated over the whole thing. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit later. Who wants to go next before I start talking politics and making Nick fall asleep? Oh, oh, geez. I'll, I'll cut yeah. you off. Man. <laughs> I should have spoke sooner if I knew that's the direction we were going. (laughs) (laughs) Have you made the switch yet? Well, if you haven't, then you need to get on the ball. Brought to you by Burt Kammerer of BK Designs, switch rotor blades are the perfect way to complete that perfect heli setup. From 250 to 800 class blades in precision and aggressive 3D versions, and with tail blades and night blades too, Switch blades give you a large variety of options to get your heli flying the way you want to. Head over to www.bkdesignsllc.com, give them a try today, and I'm sure you'll make the switch. Now, so for my week overall, not a whole lot going on. No flying. Weather was not so good um, last weekend. Uh, There's a little bit of clearing on Saturday, but it was one of those things where, you know, if it looks like Friday evening, it looks like it's going to rain all day Saturday. You kind of make other plans. And there was a little bit of clearing in the morning on Saturday, but just didn't get a chance to actually make it out to the field. And in addition to that, I also had a heli to build. So, you know, did hang out at home and just this whole kind of week, every night, been chipping away at the, the Protos build. And it's coming along really well, not quite as fast as I would have hoped. Um, The airframe is, you know, everything mechanically is put together. All the screws are put in. 
Um, I'm just kind of tying up the last little bit of the wiring. Um, and luckily, so if you remember back to the E7, I completely screwed myself on the custom servo wire lengths that I had done for the 7HV. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like remember. The, like the first time I had ever done that in the history of the hobby for me. <laughs> and then it's like, crap, now every single servo has to have an extension on it for the E7. So luckily, with the layout on here and then with getting the power bus, the elevator servo can go right to the power bus. So I picked the servo with the shortest lead to just go right there. So no extension needed. And then the, where the aileron servos actually mount, um, they can run straight to the Neo and no extension needed there either. So completely eliminated all the extensions and all the servo links nice. are working out great. Um, and it so far, I'm, I've been... I don't know, when you factor in the price of the kit and, you know, it does come with the MSH brain, which I got put up on the forums and sold this last week. So you recoup a little bit of funds from the kit if you choose not to fly that system. Otherwise, you know, it's a great option to just throw on there and fly. But man, the fit and finish of the parts has been really, really good um, so far. And there, you know, a lot of cool little things like, so as I was starting, you know, finishing up the wiring, they, uh, they include this swash leveler in there. And basically it's just a milled piece of aluminum. But the cool thing is, is when it sits on top of the top bearing block, it sets the swash plate to the exact height of mid stick, like zero pitch. So basically you can slide it in under the swash plate, set the swash plate down on this swash leveler, you know, so it's an inch thick or whatever, the swash lever leveler, and it's got pockets. So it sits flat on the top bearing block and goes around all the screws and whatnot. And then I was lining up the links um, with the... Uh, I was lining up the links with the uh, blade grips, and sure enough, it came. You know, everything was coming out right at zero pitch. So, really cool. I have a feeling setup is going to be a breeze. Um, you know, using little tools like that. You also got the zero pitch gauge kind of milled into the head block there. So, um, that's been pretty cool. Another thing is the magnetic canopy mounts, and this is something I, when we were at our fun fly, I. I talked to Alex Rose and knew that it had magnetic canopy mounts, but I guess it, I just didn't recall or didn't register until it actually showed up and I was looking through the box. And so, you know, it's got four posts and all of them are magnetic and holy crap. I mean, those things will take your finger off if it's in the way. <laughs> they are super I mean, strong, you can, dude. You can literally just like kind of, you know, get the canopy just starting to go over the nose of the helicopter. And if you're not holding on tight, it just like latches itself it right sucks on. the canopy it, on there. It, <laughs> yep. it seriously does. In fact, the 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 magnets are so strong that the the canopy. It's a pretty light canopy, so it's pretty flimsy, really flexible. When you go to try to get the canopy off, you literally feel like you're gonna just crack the canopy. Like, and and I did, and I was able. You know, you're able to get the canopy on and off. It doesn't crack, but it deflects so much when you're trying to get those magnets to pop and let go. So. Um, in the past, I've kind of, you know, I've, I've actually swapped and gone away from magnetic canopy mounts. I think that's what, like, right when I first purchased my 7HV, the guy that I got it from had magnetic canopy mounts on there. And I think I went, I went away from them and got RC booyahs, but, and after seeing the strength of these and then, you know, seeing some of the guys fly it and toss it around, I just don't. I'm just not really worried about it. Not worried about it coming um, off in a backwards inverted hurricane, huh? No, I'm I'm really not. After seeing how strong these things are, um, yeah, just I mean, ease it ease my mind. Does yeah, just not worried about it. So, um, 
Yeah, other it's you know the other thing it's got is it's great to be back to a battery tray. I kind of forgot how s- slick that is. Seven HV had one. E seven. I went back to you know the stick pack with the Velcro and strapping the battery in every single time. And man, it almost feels seems barbaric now to like strap <laughs> the battery in between. Every Good God, like, man! What was I, like what was I doing? This is so inefficient. Now I can just you know sl- it just sl- yeah slides in and clips and it's all spring tensioned and uh so that's really cool it's like those little features that you quickly forget about or you know take for granted on other helicopters it's you know now to have them back is is really really cool so the build's going great hopefully get you know get the last little bit of the wiring wrapped up and get it programmed up got the neo and v control on there Um, had to do a little bit of resoldering on the current sensor um, just to adjust the esc lengths and so you know same setup that the ESC wires are directly soldered to the current sensor wires. So I didn't actually go all the way to the board. Um, just soldered the wires together there just to keep everything uh, nice and clean and then have the series connector built right in to the other side um, on the current sensor. So, you know, everything's nice and tidy up front, um, fits great. And then the last thing that I'm kind of working on before I think the build will be totally done as I'm putting in a little switch for the ESC fan. I got the little Scorpion fan mounted on the castle 120 ESC. And so I'm, you know, using some of the existing screws and holes in the frame and I'm going to cat up a part that'll hold the little switch right under the ESC tray in the front and kind of get that all mounted um, up there. So it's all wired in, but some last little, little projects kind of, as I was looking at the heli going, I think, you know, there's not really a good spot to cut out any, where it's plastic or anything um, to mount the switch. So figure, hey, 3D printer, CAD software, make it happen. We have the tools. So we, have, I mean, it still blows me away to go, okay, you know, I need this part, spend an hour at the computer or whatever, send it over to the printer, STL file. In the morning, I'm sitting there holding the part going, perfect. This is exactly what I needed. <laughs> And so, yeah, still loving that. And then I think after the little switch holder, I'm still trying to figure out, and I I really need to go look online and see where some other people are putting their receiver packs because I still don't have a BEC, which actually I've really, really been considering just taking the plunge and going away from receiver packs at, you know, on the electrics, of course, and switching over to BEC. But for now, I got, you know, got quite a few receiver packs and, with the telemetry that's built into the V control, it's really not so concerned about uh, low voltage anymore on the receiver packs. If we're getting to charge, the transmitter is set up to vibrate, talk, alarm. I mean, there's no way I could pretty much fly that heli with that pack being low. So um, I'll stick with the receiver packs for now, but this doesn't seem like a real good spot to put it. Um, and so I'll probably go take a look at some other people's wiring and receiver pack placement. And potentially, you know, once again, use the CAD software on the printer and maybe make like a little side tray to mount on the lower frame um, on the heli. So, you know what you need? What's that? Hobby Wing 160. Oh, <laughs> that is what I need. <laughs> it yeah. has a BEC. That's right. It does. And I, w- I wonder, I don't know what the retail is on that um, speed controller, but I wonder how that compares to like a Castle Edge 160. And a BEC as far as price wise, price. Oh, um, I think it, like if it I was compares to, if I was pretty to upgrade, darn well, dude. 
Does it? the Castle so if, 160 HV is like a $280 ESC, and then you're going to spend 110 for the, right? Something like that? Yeah, 100 for yeah, what the that's Western true. Robotics the BEC for Western Robotics BEC yeah yeah they're right so at you're talking right four hundred for a castle so and you're a like four hundred bucks yeah and I think the what is the Hobby Wing like four fifty four fifty hey there you so go you're getting right there but that that's really one of the consider you know as I'm building this helicopter and with the with the fan on there I haven't had any issues with overheating and I think Nick you as well have had in the past had good luck with the 120 as long as you have the cooling fan yeah you the cooling fan but was like that, a must exactly but that's on a 700 class right. heli. this helicopter is so easy to try other sizes um it's like ah, i really feel like that esc is going to become the limiting factor really quick if i get the urge to start messing and that's around, how i so. felt too i mean i felt like on 690s with a fairly you know moderate weight set up even with the canopy on as long as i had the fan I felt all right, but, you know, I didn't, eh, it just, I I agree. I always felt like it was pushing it or right. Yeah, like you feel like you had enough margin to to try Any margin, really. Yeah, Yeah, like it was okay, Mm -hmm. but, oh, but then I did notice a difference. Um, That was also flying it at like 2,000, but I I, Mm -hmm. I immediately noticed a difference in the heat on the ESC going up to like 2,150. So that tells you that you're not flying with much margin. Yeah, and I mean, one thing to consider is it's tough to test right now just because the temperature, you know, it's not summer conditions. So obviously right now it seems like, oh, the ESC comes down ambient or, you know, above a little bit above ambient. But thinking forward to the summer months and eventually wanting to mess around with 750, 800, just because it's so affordable on this helicopter, you're basically a cheap conversion kit and some blades away from trying a bigger heli yeah so. i bet you that even going up to like seven tens with some warmer weather and you might be running into mm-hmm. trouble just yep, that's a, a hobby wing definite possibility spend so. your money we'll see we'll see is there is there any other contenders i mean besides going with like well even i wouldn't even say contronic anymore really i i'd be concerned about contronic but i mean you're talking Oh, dude! What another two hundred on top of that, right? Oh yeah, dude. I know. If I, you're... I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. No, I think we should be you know? fair though. Uh, YG, well, no BEC, but YGE. I mm-hmm. mean, I feel like reliability yeah. wise, you know, you'd be all right with a YGE. Yeah. There's more than enough used Contronic on the market that's older than the last six or eight months that you're probably going to be fine with. Yeah, that's a good point, too. So, okay. Yeah, definitely some options out there, but we shall see. I can definitely predict that will probably be the first thing upgraded on this heli. Yeah. So, but yeah, other than that, man, the I'll probably continue working through this weekend. The weather has been, I don't know if you guys have been, for at least Justin and Nick, been checking the weather, but it seems like every day I look at the weather for this weekend and it changes. It's like, Starting yep. on Monday, it called for like 80% chance of rain Saturday, Sunday. And then midweek, it was like 0% chance Saturday and 50% chance Sunday. And then now I look today and it was back up to like 30 and 30. So I'm like, they, they have no clue. Nick and I on, were just so. talking about this. Down here in Seattle, it says it's going to be like 60 and 80%. Nick, you said it was going to be like 
20 percent yeah on sunday it's, it's back down to 20 on saturday i think well when i checked this morning but who knows so we'll just have to see i mean i have the nitro ready to go and fly if if there was a break and you know i want to take a break from from building so there's not and there's not too many hours left on the proto so it should be wrapped up by the end of this weekend and ready to go and then i'll piggyback off dan i thought about the sim too did you <laughs> i did awesome. i did That's think great. about it i mean it was after you said you thought about it then i was like oh yeah the sim I, th- I thought about that oh you week. mean you thought about it right here in this episode <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah dan thought about <laughs> it and then go. that sparked me to yeah, think yeah. about it so that makes sense yeah. i dig it yep, i dig it so. but other than that it's all i got i'm with him it's been pretty it was a pretty crap week for me. I don't, I don't, man, I don't even think I have a single thing that's positive. What? I was really hoping to have. <laughs> wow, dude. That's positive. Well, I was hoping to, I mean, positive in the heli world. I was really hoping to have the, to have the three digi boxed up and shipped to Justin, but I'm, I'm trying to hit that very specific flight count. Mm-hmm. And. It's a, and I didn't you're not get to, there yet. No, I didn't get to fly. So I mean, one more flying day, and I'm I'm ready to pull that off, send that to you, and then as soon as I get that, I can uh, take my components out of the 520, and then we need to start thinking about giving that thing away. But yeah, I um, it's just kind of a nah. The weather's been crud. Oh. I did find out, so I'm going to have to let, we're going to be performing a little test here. Jesse, you have obviously had great luck and accuracy with your UI sensor, right? Especially with, let me, one condition on that was when those batteries were brand new. Okay. I mean, it was extremely accurate. I think I remember coming on here and saying within like 50 milliamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I had a conversation with the listener about it. And he was kind of freaking out because he did like eight of them. I don't know if it was him and his friends, a couple of his friends, but they have like eight of them that are resoldered. All of which have been perfectly fine. Ooh. Okay. Go on. So, now, I found this very intriguing. I'm like, wow, okay. And then I kind of put two and two together in my head and went, oh, oh. I betcha. My batteries are way up there in flight count. Like way up there. Two of them. And that's the only ones, the only helis that I'm flying the UI sensor on are my two oldest sets of packs. Two of which, Justin, are the original 6S5050C OptiPowers. I mean, the first set of OptiPowers I ever got. Oh, geez. That's like two years, two and a half years old. Yeah. So I'm almost kind of willing to bet that if I were to go back in there 
reset my alarms to where they should be, but reduce the capacity in the battery preset that it would be pretty consistent. Because I am noticing consistently being off. Does that make sense? But it but should only, still match up only with on the that pack. And I haven't done that yet, Jesse. Yeah, okay. I haven't. Yeah, so I was going to say it, it tells you how many milliamps were taken out, and then you should be able to compare that to your yeah, charger. charger. Yeah, that's and that's right. what I was kind of waiting. That, for. But then that's not going to core if your battery capacity has reduced because of the high flight count. That's not going to coordinate or relate properly to the percent used to trigger your and alarm. That is what was way screwed. Is that I just didn't think about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put these. These are five thousands. Put my alarm at twenty. You know, 20%. Holy mother of God, we almost LVC'd. <laughs> okay, go back. Let's try 30%. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is still not good. So I kept changing the percentage of my alarm rather than changing the capacity on the pack. I have a feeling that I am seeing very, very, very firsthand um, the effects now of dying packs. Interesting. Yeah, it could be. So it's possible. Yep. But I still want to see what your charger gives you. Yeah, and that's it. Because every time I go out there, I forget because I'm just having fun flying. Because we're, you know, the weather's so crap. It's like when I'm out there and it's a nice day. Like that last time I was out there where I just flew, 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 flew. Mm-hmm. Man, I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah, because I mean that's the easiest way, right? When you unplug unplug that UI sensor, you get a pop up on the V control. It tells you your milliamps consumed, yep. and then just compare that to your charger. Yeah, because that doesn't matter how big the battery is, right? I mean, whether you start with a 5,000 or 4,000, it's going to tell you your actual consumption. Oh, yeah. I it mean, should. the char- the yep. charger is measuring it in exactly the same way as your your UI sensor is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there might be hope. And the, Well, I don't see. I don't know if I like that answer. I'm not sure what's better. Mmm, UI sensors are perfectly fine. You need a buttload of batteries. That's an expensive solution. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough, dude. Well, but but you knew that was coming anyway. I mean, oh, we've been yeah. talking about that for a while now. Yes. Yeah, no, I know it's coming. You just don't really It's weird because I almost kind of You know, I get a lot of cycles out of my batteries. Usually 200 plus, no problem. And it's weird because you just kind of flat. It's like for me, when a battery's dying, I should be able to just feel it dying. But, you know, because I don't fly crazy hard, I don't run super high crazy head speed, I seem to see all of the other negative tendencies first. And let's be honest, the, v, the V-Bar governor works very well. I mean, it, it doesn't, I've never been able to tell battery to battery. I mean, unless it, they're just completely crap, but, um, it's not like some governors, you know, I remember the way the factory scorpion gov was, it was like, you could put in packs that were half life versus brand new. And you could tell immediately by like your slight head speed and all this. And it just, it doesn't work that way. So. I got some yeah. zippies I'll sell you. <laughs> some zippies? Some zippies, nice. yes. 
No, so I think it's going to be this Saturday. Um, if I don't get to get out, which I'm trying to do, I think we're going to do the, it's time to do some battery testing. Fire that trailer up, 72 degrees, get them all out on the table, let it sit for four hours. I'll probably set an alarm and get up like really early in the morning and go turn the heat on in there. Make it nice and nice and warm for a long time and get out there and do some battery testing and then probably a little bit of crying. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. So I just wanted to, uh, yeah, so thanks to, to Derek for for passing that on. I do appreciate all of that, um, all that information because he talked, he talked directly to Mikado about it. That's it. That's all I got this week. Kind of blah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's, that's uh, actually like the most bland week I think I've ever heard you talk about, dude. Bought a new camera. That counts. Sure. Yeah. Well, it no, I think it does. You know what? Because I'm super excited about getting out this year and combining. I mean, those of people who keep up with, on Facebook, I have thoroughly enjoyed getting more into photography over the last year and the last summer in this um, kind of continuing on to becoming a, a whole nother side hobby kind of all aspects and part of that was I'm I'm really 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 excited to combine these two hobbies I mean just super creative ways to do some really fun stuff and I finally feel like gear wise all my camera gear now is where I want it to be so now we just need good weather and flying. There's that flying part. It's going to be here before you know it. We'll be at Othello. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Exciting. And you, that's true. You know what else we were talking about? I am going to start. Tell me, why do I, why do we not do short little just iPhone Facebook videos? I mean, I'd be kind of curious. What does that mean? Well, so... You mean like the... Just like... It seems like a lot of people that I follow, like in the photography thing, they're always doing short little, hey guys, I'm over here, just wanted to let you know, or here's a cool little tip for this and that. I, I think I'm going to put some effort into doing that. Like I had... um, Like... like um, Totally non-edited, just Yeah, non-edited. Yeah, completely off the cuff. Yeah. I think, dude, I could easily take... Dude, I was the pioneer of that with the no-fly-my-dick video. Yes. Yes. <laughs> really took yeah. off. Yeah, you were the, both the pioneers. You, guys, you know, you could have jumped on board. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I take issue with that. I think my crashing Ed's helicopter off the iPhone was before your no-fly-my-dick. Actually, oh, yeah. I think you're right, Dan. You also posted one from your iPhone of a helicopter crashing. Oh, that's right. And then like chicken dancing, chicken dancing. its way towards you. Yeah, that yeah, was. We should good. do that. We should do all four of us should do more of that this summer. That'd be. Fun. I agree. So you know what I kind of want? I want to. I want uh, some listener input on video cameras. Because I, I still can't, like, I love my phone, takes great pictures. Um, I've got the um, 6 Plus. But it is very difficult to 
hold. I don't like holding a flat phone out if I'm going to do videos and talk into it myself. So I'm kind of curious if if people have, uh, you know, those of you who, who do this sort of thing more often, what do you guys use for a small, compact, cheap video camera? I don't need to do any flight videos with it or anything like that, but something that I can easily take video from and post it to social media. Because I think that if I can come up with a good solution, uh, like I, we had some listeners posting on our HeliFreak, our section in HeliFreak, they're asking about my V-bar tuning deal, right? Well, that would be super easy for me. If I could have like a little something that I just stuck on and I could I could actually like walk people through my two-flight tuning process. Not have to, vid- like no editing, no nothing. Do the first clip, post it, come back, do the second flight and post that. Well, see, now you're you're up in the complexity. I thought we were just talking about phone shit. Yeah, that's what I thought. We were. I was just going to no, say you need a any, selfie stick. Any, well, maybe selfie that's stick. it. <laughs> maybe that is, though. Like, seriously, maybe that is the solution. Maybe everyone's like, oh, dude, then just get a selfie stick. That's cool, and I'd be totally down to get one. I just kind of want to know what people use. And, yeah, I don't want complex, man. I don't want. But if there's some, you know... Like cool little, and I guess if I'm going to do that, then I need to come up with some way to put my phone like on the bench in the trailer to where I can sit there and talk into it as well. Maybe like a little gorilla pod tripod or something for it. I don't know. But if you guys would be interested in that, let me know. Shoot me an email and let me know if if people would be uh, down with that. And I think I'm going to put some effort into doing it more often. I think I, I get in a bad habit of just being like, well, if it's going to be a video, it's got to be edited, and we got to do music, and blah, 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 and I, I'm so not into that anymore that that's shied me away from it. Okay, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Sweet, I think I'm next. Do we really want to hear what Justin's been up to? Seriously? Do you really want to go? You may that? not, but I know. Is there's, there anyone else that wants to go? There's is there someone anybody? out there that wants to anyone? Know. Anyone? Me? Anyone? Bueller? Didn't you just hear that person say me, dude? Let's hear something. Anyone? Is this thing on? Is this thing working? Having a trailer full of new helis isn't anything to complain about, but we're still talking about the same old dumb thumbing triple sow cow and Charlie Chaplin autoing pilot behind the sticks. Now, I'm not exactly easy on my helis, and when I need parts, I need them fast. This is where Lower Heli comes to the rescue. With a great variety of my personal favorite heli parts and batteries, no matter how bad the crash, I'm sure to be able to get right back in the air to do it all over again. Fly lower at www.lowerheli.com. So, it was a pretty rough week for me because I ended up getting <laughs> sick with a shitty cold. So, did you I'm have the did you have the butt sick. flu or did you have the uh, head flu? No, mine was a head flu. Right. Nothing had to do with the ass. Um, that's perfectly fine. 
it's just all been, you know, head and chest cold, nasty sinus headache and, you know, sneezing and all that kind of crap. So that's kind of sucked. And that, you know, especially with the weather, the weather has been freaking horrible. I feel like we've gotten probably two or three inches of rain in the last two days. Uh, Today, it reached epic proportions. It rained so hard that it slowed traffic down in Seattle, which is stupid because it's Seattle. We should all know how to drive in the rain at this point. And yet that was not the case. So traffic was horrible. (laughs) That certainly uh, adds salt to the wound. And as a result of the weather and being sick, I get a no-fly as well. Uh, What I can say is that the NX-7 is sitting on the bench looking like it's ready to fly uh, with with your Turek motor in there, but with no luck, Dan, because the weather sucks. Hmm. Now, let's get some clarification here. Do you want me to just remove that and send it back to you, or do you really want me to break it in? I don't care. I mean, you have it in there, right? Yeah, I do, because I was bored. Dude, my Nitro has a brand new Turek in it already. So I, a it's brand not like new a new one. Well, you know, it's got maybe a case of fuel through it. That's basically. Oh, new. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken in, but brand new. Yeah. I mean, so I don't have a heli. To, that's a, that was a backup. So whatever, you know? Yeah, true. You well, do, you do your thing with it. You, you rub your balls on it, whatever you want You know do. what, dude? I, I'm not sure there's much danger right now because the weather, as we discussed earlier, seems to be just as crappy this weekend down here hmm. with 60 to 80% chance of rain. That said, mm-hmm. if it does break, I will take the opportunity to get out. I mean, it's been so bad, I can't even go and fly with the 380. It It has not even given me that opportunity. So, in the meantime... I've been messing around with various things, and uh, one thing that I took to working on, my the, my order finally showed up. I, In fact, honestly, I forgot that I had even ordered it. This was from Hobby King, like, I don't even know, two months ago or a month and a half ago. Just now shows up, and I bought uh, two battery warmers. So actually like temperature controlled battery warmers, they're turnages. They, they have like uh, they're sort of like the regular lipo bag. And then the inside of the lipo bag is silverized, kind of like a mylar. And there's a little led temperature controller on the front. So you plug in like a 10 to 12 volt battery. So I figured, you know, like a two or three cell lipo. And you can set the temperature. It has a little thermocouple, so it actually measures inside and controls. And it will heat up your batteries or keep your batteries warm for winter flying. So I I got to thinking about this. Uh, When I originally ordered it, I ordered it for packs because it's cold and, you know, running speed flying with, with cold packs is a bad idea, even worse than 3D. And then I figured, well, what else could I use this for? So I decided to tear one of them apart and steal the heaters out of them and the little controller. And I am installing the heaters inside my Jetty radio because it's an all aluminum case. And I'm going to wire the controller to the back and I will have a heated transmitter. (laughs) 
Okay. Hell yeah, dude. Nice. I'd like to make a couple comments on this. One, I think it is an awesome idea. Like I, I think that is like a super sick idea. I to have a warm transmitter, dude. <laughs> that would make because it, you think about it. Like everyone's like, well, I gotta stick my transmitter in a bag. And I got to warm my hands. Well, why not just use the transmitter yeah, to warm them? No, them? I think that's awesome. Now, my open face compliment sandwich is do you understand that you are inserting hobby wing parts into the Yeti? Yeah, you're right. You're it's- absolutely correct. Now, I'm going to test it, Nick. In all fairness, I will be testing it extensively on the bench before I put that in there. But. I, you know, I, you guys may not be completely familiar with the design, but the Jetty has a back aluminum plate and they're like 25 bucks. So you can replace them. So I'm going to buy a new one as my summer uh, <laughs> back plate. But the one I've got now, I'm basically going to cut a hole in the back for a little connector that I can plug the battery into. And then the thermocouple actually already comes on with a little terminal lug like a ring terminal mm-hmm. and i'm just going to screw that down to one of the existing screws on the back plate so it will measure the temperature of the aluminum so it should be pretty close coupled and be able to control internally what my temps are no if it, it i i think that portion of it will work great it's just that hobby king stuff has a tendency to light on fire so i was going to say a new back plate isn't going right. to fix a fire well, yeah now you're going to have why. a fire inside the yeti that's why i am planning on doing testing and a co2 canister or something inside your radio that's oh yeah that's gonna be pretty you know little fire suppression system (laughs) blast some uh some powder or some shit up in there so what would you do if you were flying and felt and the and the transmitter started on yes and then you had a flamage situation that would be hilarious Because I wouldn't know what to do. Honestly, I think probably what I would do is turn the transmitter <gasps> off so that it fail safe to the... No, I got it. Okay. What? You need to put that little CO2 system inside there and hook it up to that fancy-ass gyrorometer inside there so that yeah. when, so when you, you throw the it. transmitter, you can shake it back and forth and it goes... <laughs> yes. See? Perfect. <laughs> You joke, and yet... Three shakes to the left, and it fires. And it fires. Absolutely, dude. I like it. Yep. I like it. Pictures are didn't happen. That'll be the that'll be the JP edition, Jetty. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Complete with, with heater and fire suppression system. <laughs> yep. Wow. Oh, well, so, so you bring up the gyroscope, and it's funny... Uh, you guys probably have noticed that there's quite a pissing match going on in our uh, yes. listeners' corner yeah. over the jetty thing after uh, that uh, whole <laughs> show went live. A I few might weeks have ago, opened up a can of worms, which is priceless. But uh, you know, one, I'm a little pissed that I didn't think of it when we were talking about it. But one of the listeners correctly pointed out that the the gyroscope system is actually uh, usable for control of a gimbal on uh on a multi-rotor for example oh yeah 
So you can actually, you've got yaw and pitch and roll, and you can use that three-axis system to uh, control the actual camera in real time. So then instead of using a dial or, you know, a, a, a discrete switch control or something like that, you're doing it all right there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. That's still not a valid heli reason, but. Well, that's okay. (laughs) There were a number of people that that, uh, said that they use it for their helis, too. So I I feel vindicated. But nonetheless, my jetty will have a warmer in it. And I thought that was kind of cool. I've seen similar concepts uh, from other people in the past. I just figured I'd give it a try. And hey, you know, it's winter. So it's a winter project. Uh, and I'm certain that it'll make a world of difference when I'm actually flying. So have you given up on your trailer winter project? No, absolutely not. You're running out of time, dude. Oh, dude. What do you mean I'm running out of time? Well, you're going to order a new one, right? They got to build it. It's going to take time. No, I may not order a new one that's custom. We've got all sorts of trailer places around the area. I've already gone to look at stuff. They've got stuff in stock. All right. Because, you know, or ordering a new one, a custom one, first of all, let's remind everyone, we're talking about towing it behind a Scion XB, okay? <laughs> so uh, the Feel amenities the are going to be a little slim, <laughs> or else I can't carry anything else. Well, that's why I mean you got to get a custom one because you're going to have to one make one so damn small. They typically don't have those in stock. <laughs> and out of like carbon fiber, no or something. So I, I, but I have found a number of places that have aluminum frame construction. Uh, you know, a five by eight or something like that, and uh, and then I can go in and do my own thing. So that is what my plan will be. So it will be custom, but it will be Justin's DIY custom after I purchase the empty trailer. The the toilet is going to be like those little dog poo bags. <laughs> no, dude, I'm just I'm, I'm going to cut a hole in the floor. Just going to let and it then roll just, and just plug it. Yeah. Wow. It'll be perfect. You'll have to Remind be the last, to you'll have to be the last one to leave the fun fly. <laughs> who was parked here this is where justin was parked look at that pile of shit he left splash literally and dash oh <laughs> splash and dash yep okay so here's my uh my exciting news of the week for me justin news all right i have been on the list for a tdr2 tds now for a little over a year which is not nearly as long as other people have and i have been bitching and whining because it looked as if my opportunity was not going to come up until much later this year except that a very good buddy of mine over in the uk by the name of rob bingham has been on the list for like three years And his name got called by Jan, and he has some stuff going on in real life that uh, makes it such that he cannot afford to purchase the kit right now. And so, you know, he had jokingly said a a while back, you know, if you if I get to the point where they call my name and I can't afford it or don't want to buy it at that point, 
you can have my spot. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Rob, you're, that's really a nice offer, but uh, I'm sure he's pulling my leg. Well, his name came up and he can't afford it or doesn't want it right now. And so he talked to Jan. My name has been transferred. I have the TDR2 order form directly from Jan Henselit in my email. And uh, when I put it in probably in the next couple of days with all my choices, I will receive a TDR2 from the first batch of 100 outside of Germany in early March. Whoa. Nice. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. So thank you more than I can express to Rob. And I actually talked to Jan today and asked him in turn to put Rob's name in my current spot so that maybe in another six or eight months when my my old spot pops up, if you know Rob feels like he can pull the trigger, then he's still got the opportunity. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, the order form is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Uh, at first, I thought I was like applying for a security clearance <laughs> uh, because it's three Social pages long. Number. It's super dense. It's got all sorts of different options. Um, in fact, they you can't, you know, like most of them, it's like check the box. You want a yellow one? You want a red one? No, it actually has a 3D image of the heli with the different like uh, stickers that they put on various places on the boom, you know, the fin, the canopy, and then you can choose whatever combination of color on those stickers that you want between yellow, red, orange, green, white, silver, and black. Well, for that much money, I'm glad they allow you to choose your stickers. Well, so so here's the deal. <laughs> it's actually not that much. So the base TDR2 kit, is 1280 euros that's actually not that bad okay so 1280 base is uh 1387 dollars us okay Hmm. so pretty darn reasonable given what it is right now that's not what mine's gonna cost (laughs) because i am taking the bone stock one i'm transitioning it from fiberglass to full carbon fiber I'm adding retracts. I am adding an extra battery tray and an extra pinion. Uh, and so that will bring mine up to about 1600, which still in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. is not too bad. Uh, and then on top of that, I'm questioning whether I should buy the TDR edition cosmic cool, which has uh, the cooling fins uh, CNC milled with a uh, curvature to them. So it fits directly under the canopy nice. that way. It doesn't actually rub the inside of the mm. canopy. Well, I think you have to, I think you should. Uh, You're even considering that. I'm feeling like that's a reasonable purchase, right? <laughs> sure. Okay. And it's discounted because you buy it with the kit. So it's only 650 euros for the Henselit edition cosmic cool 200. Interesting, but but okay. So in seriousness, on that, I would really like Hobbywing to come out with a damn two hundred amp ESC because honestly, that's what I would like to put in it. 
Ah. If I can gain confidence that it's not going to blow up my brand new sex machine. (laughs) Sex machine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can. uh, uh, Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Hobby Wing, where is the 200? You can pre-order it right now. No, no. I need to see some data up in this bitch. Oh, okay. Right? Like data. that just it doesn't go first lo- first one off the the production line into the TDR2. Dan, what's what's he need to see? Data. data. I need data. Data, data, data. He wants to see some graphs, man. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I need to see some graphs. That's what I was waiting for. Put a B E C in it, damn it. No B E C. Put a B E C in it. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Threatening them. I would have liked to have seen a B E C in it. Is that confirmed, Nick? Yeah. Oh. Looking right at the specifications right now. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I am super excited. Of course, Jan says that the TDS upgrade, which is basically just the tail boom with the elevated rotor, uh, that should be available mid-year. So not sure whether that means before Urcha or not, but I've got a pretty sound plan that if I can't run this as a TDS in the Urcha Speed Cup, then it's going to be run in open class as a pod and boom TDR2, which frankly is incredibly unfair. But uh, I'm sure there will care. be other I'm people doing win. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it ain't about fair. Rules are rules, right? Yeah, as long uh, as you play within the then rules. you're winning. Right. Anyway, winning. yeah, I'm, I'm psyched, dudes. Holy crap. Now... It did occur to me that in addition to this very large purchase, I also have to fix the Diablo. Yeah, are you going to fix it or what? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Ch- uh, Chuck and I have been talking back and forth, um, and we're still strategizing on the whole, you know, because I want to get a lighter fuselage. So he's been talking to Gerd. They've got some challenges with the guy that does the foils, the um, the like the vinyl stickers. So do I want to get it painted or not? But paint adds more weight, and so, you know, we're... I'm taking my time because I don't need to make a decision on that this exact second. You should have sick canopy paint it, and then you could fly it in 2019. <laughs> You're right. And it would weigh about four pounds more. Yeah. But it would look sick. It would. It's sick. Amazing. Are they still doing it? Uh, you know, I, I lost track of their back order queue mid last year but at the time it was because they closed like ordering for a four long time. or six months so maybe they're back i remember when they actually officially closed it like you could not place orders anymore they were they were that booked up yeah that was the week that i got my tdr speed canopy yeah. that i got primarily to have oat do the paint on it oh. and then he shut his doors Oh, yeah. No pain for you. That's all I got. That's all you got. Nice. So you're buying another speed heli. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about news? We have any news? We don't have Dilly for news. We don't have news? I don't think so. We all know crashing sucks, but the only thing worse than crashing is missing something during the repair and watching it pile right back in. Well, guess what? The greatness that is the Soko Heli tool can save you time and from making a costly mistake during your diagnostic process. Simply slap on the Soko Heli tool after a crash and you can check your main shaft, spindle shaft, servo horn teeth, and servo gears without even removing the head from the heli. That simple five minute check can save you hundreds and hundreds of dollars and get you more stick time in the long run. So remember, if you want your equipment to be reliable, then you have to be a good heli mechanic. And if you want to be a good heli mechanic, you have to have good tools. Soko Heli Tools, because quality and precision is worth it. Get your Soko Heli Tools at www.socohelitools.com. So, hmm, what should we talk about, Dan? <laughs> Yeah. Dan, do you, yeah, have, a do you have a topic you'd like, you like to talk about? You, I have a topic, but you guys don't want to talk about it. Is <laughs> it political in nature? Or... A little bit of both, yes. Because oh, well. I feel like being political right now. You feel like can being I get political? a little bit off? Can I? Can I just blow a little steam? I want you to blow off. Blow some away, steam. Dan. So, blow blow away. Lots of steam, Dan. Go. <laughs> oh, lots. All right. So I watched a video today. I've watched a couple videos in the uh, in the last few weeks. Of a handful of them. Um, I almost don't even know where to start, but I'm going to start with the one I watched today. You guys ever heard of the Roswell flight crew? That name sounds really familiar. Yeah, they're pretty big in the Malta rotor mm-hmm. scene, right? They actually, I think they're, they do a big uh, video podcast or video cast or whatever you're calling that. They did an interview with Rich Hansen recently. Well, actually I think it was at the AMA expo and it was a, it was a good interview. I mean, he asked questions and Rich answered them and, you know, they were decent questions. But there's one thing about this whole thing that's just really kind of grinding my gears. Huh? Yeah, see what I did there? I I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if one more, if I hear one more person say, it's only $5. I'm going to reach the internet and I'm going to strangle a bitch. (laughs) Look, and and I, and I was, you know, of course they, they, they talked about that and how it's only $5 and you got to register. What did they say about it? You know, that's that it's, they, that's it. That's all they say, Justin. It's like, that's, that makes it okay that the government is trampling all over us. It's only $5. We're only paying them five dollars to trample all over us. What's the big deal? So this interview that I watched, you know, they were fair questions, and and I think Rich gave good answers, but I just kept waiting for the question, the one question that's got nothing to do with five dollars, nothing to do with, you know, anything other than why isn't the AMA taking the fact that the FAA 
is ignoring federal law and making rules when they're not supposed to. Why is the AMA just going along to get along? I mean, I, I, I get it. Maybe they feel like there's nothing they can do, but it's not about $5. Trust me, I, I buy a $5 coffee every morning. That's not a big deal. I get that. But it is about we as citizens of this country are not obligated to follow rules that are made illegally. And that's what it's about. So nobody's asking the AMA that question. The AMA is not responding to that question. Uh, and it, I, I think that's those of us who look at this suspiciously and are not just saying it's only five bucks. What's the big deal? I think that's what, that's the question that we want someone to answer for us. Would you not agree, Justin? Oh, I, I agree completely. And in fact, I was going to ask, where are we on that whole situation? We don't With know. The we- guy who is challenging the FAA as having illegally uh, set up these rules. Uh, the FAA. but a- I'm sorry, AMA. Right. FAA, yes. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yes. I, I don't know. I've I've tried to make contact and to no avail. I mean, I'm, the guy's probably very busy, right? I that's the one question that I just wish somebody from the AMA would respond to. And um, so what does that mean for us, for everyone in the hobby? I mean, the FAA can do this. I mean, there's it's like anything else. You, you can, you know, the government can do what they want to do. You can file a lawsuit. You can do whatever you want to do. But until a court hears the case... There's really not a lot of, you know, we as, you know, hobbyists can do. I mean, you're going to choose to comply or you're going to choose not to. Um, and until somebody challenges that in court, in a court, that's the only way it's going to get overturned, overthrown, or they're going to be forced to redo whatever they're doing. But in the meanwhile, we're just all going along to get along like a bunch of sheep walking to the trough, Right. We're just, you know, and, and and I kind of feel defeated and it's like, you know what, why am I even, why am I even worrying about it? Maybe I should just register, just be done with it for Christ's sake. The problem is that's, that's what they want. I think that's what, that's what the FAA wants. They just want us all to register. So when the time comes that they do go to court, well, I don't, we don't see the problem. We had 45,000 people register in the first two days. Have any just, of you guys registered yet? No, nope. I haven't. Nope. Nope, not here either. Ask the question. I already know the answer. You're not going to do it. Neither nope. am I. Nope. Nope. But now, here's the problem with that, Nick. Now, you know, you, you go to work every day. You pay your taxes. You, you know, you, you, you abide by the rules. But now, now you are a criminal. In the FAA's eyes. Yeah, but that's uh, in the FAA's eyes. That doesn't matter. If they choose to make an example out of you, there's nothing that can be done about it. You're going to have yeah, to fight you're it. done. Yeah. No, that's fine. But I am I guess I am willing. At this point, at, at this point, I feel that that is an acceptable risk to take. Um, 
because I believe that in the event that that would happen, that there is more than enough lawyers who would love to take that case on. Oh, I agree. I I think that there are lawyers right now that are literally preparing. All they're going to need to do is fill in the name of whoever they're representing. All I mean, all that shit's going to be done and ready, right when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Because so, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Somebody they are going to pick somebody, and they are going to try to make an example out of that. I feel sorry for whoever that is because that's going to cause a lot of heartache in your life. You know, I I was thinking about this a little this week when we got the email because you know the email, right? It came out yep. at like one o'clock on Wednesday where AMA is like, "Yep, yeah, go ahead and register. It's over." Uh, so that was that was an exciting bit of news from the week. Uh, and so I thought back to when when have we had a similar situation? And I, I want to get your guys take on this because it's not clear to me whether it is similar from a legal pursuit standpoint. So obviously this whole discussion has been going on for, I don't know, damn, at least five years. I feel like it was almost yesterday when we were sitting here talking about uh, the regulations that were going to come for commercial multi-rotor use. Right. And they said, oh, well, the FAA has until September of 2015. Well, here we are in January 2016. And back then, uh, the situation was you cannot operate uh, a multi-rotor or I guess a UAS, whatever the hell they want to call it, in a commercial capacity without uh, express approval from the FAA. Right. If you wanted to do real estate photos or video and how many people, how many people said, you know what, I'll take the chance. Because it's a numbers game. Do you think we're in a similar situation with the registration of the hobby UAVs, as they would call it? You you, you understand the parallel I'm trying to draw there? Uh. Uh, yes, we are. And here's the, the, the difference. Uh, and again, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I just play one on radio. (laughs) 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 Um, the difference there is the reason that was overturned is because the FAA did not follow proper rules procedure. Right, and the judge said that's the reason that uh, that this is being thrown out, and that's why Trappy got away with what he did. Right, right. So the it's very similar, except for that this time the FAA is saying that um, an emergent state of of uh, potential UAV sales has rendered them. Uh, and they have no choice but to do this, and and oh, it gives them legal precedent to bypass the standards rule standard rules procedure. No way. Right. So, what was their reason? Their reason was because of the estimated growth or estimated sales of UAVs over the Christmas holiday. That's right. what they stated. And as I mentioned last time, December twenty fifth comes the same day every year. Your lack of planning does not constitute an emergency. Um, so that it's just, it's not going to hold up. It it just can't hold up. It's there's lawyers all over, uh, just, uh, 
it's they're they're just like I don't, we, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand how they think they can get away with this. But nonetheless, they're going to try. Uh, so these the other video I want to mention real quick was um, you guys may or may not be aware, and um, I'll try to dig up a link. I know I have it. I just don't know exactly where it's at. It's probably uh, you know uh, Ken and I have been talking a lot and, and swapping information back and forth. Uh, there was a guest speaker at the AMA Expo. Of course, the AMA Expo is the same year every time. Uh, first few weeks in uh, January or end of December, I can't remember, but it was just recently, last you know month, within the last month. Yeah, it was, it was actually last weekend, I think. Yeah, it was just, just recently. Yeah. Um, can't remember the guy's first name but uh he goes by hoot something or other i can't remember his last name um but i just i listened to this whole one hour video of him giving his presentation and i i gained uh ken actually picked up on some very specific uh things that he said that was just straight up wrong and it just i mean he's this guy is supposed to be like uh lead advisor to the big wigs at the FAA. Like he's like, this is the guy they're going to for their information about he's been tasked to head up this whole, uh, UAS. They created this role for this position for this guy. He's an uh, ex air force, uh, fighter pilot. Uh, you know, so he's got a lot of, he's a bureaucrat and he completely what he showed me in that video. And if you guys, when I will put that link up in the show notes, what he what he showed in that video was just a complete arrogance and lack of understanding and misstating the 2012 Reform Act, FAA Modernization and Reform. He he completely misstated its intent, and every time he was asked what I would have considered a very legitimate question, he just did the typical political bullshit talk. I mean, he he would speak for 10 minutes and not really even address the question. Mm -hmm. And then when he was, when they would be, he would be followed up with a, you know, well, I asked you this, you didn't really respond. Just arrogance. The guy had no idea what he was doing, what he was talking about. He has no concept of what the hobby is. And uh, this is the guy that's advising, you know, the high ups, the the directors and the the people who are making the, the policy wonks. You know, it's, you know, if you're, if you're curious about what's happening there, it's a good video. If you're not really into it, you're going to find it boring. If you want the exciting stuff and what I consider exciting, it was, is uh, the last probably 20 or 30 minutes when he was taking questions from the audience and he got hit with some doozies. Oh, this was like a long thing then. Yeah. 20 or 30 minutes. It's an hour long. Wow. It's an hour video. And the last, I don't half was question and answer type stuff where he was uh, allowing people in the audience. How'd that go? Man, there were some hobbyists there that were, you could tell were just pissed off. You know, they were talking about, you know, stuff that we've seen on Facebook. You know, we were AMA members. AMA has been around longer than the FAA. We've been flying without incident for long before the FAA was around. Why does the FAA feel inclined to come in and start regulating us when we have a proven record of safety? 
Well, of course, he gave some bullshit answer to that. And he actually said one time in this video, he goes, you know, I know you guys won't believe this, but we're not really interested in regulating. (laughs) Wow. What what are they interested Mm. in doing? Oh, it's safety. They're concerned about safety. It's about safety. Well, why? Okay. So this is a proof. There's this is proven safe. Okay, leave us the hell alone. I mean, I you know a lot of people get confused when I, I, uh, I understand from a commercial standpoint. Oh that yeah, some regulation is. Probably I don't think necessary. anyone's even talking oh, about definitely. commercial anymore. Yeah, I, I, everyone that I've talked to doesn't really have an a, an argument against the commercial. That I think that makes sense. The problem is. Just like I said two and a half or three years ago, when I made that statement that multi-rotors are going to ruin the hobby, and I got all that hate mail, ex- they did exactly what I said they were going to do. They took one big-ass wide brush, dipped it in the red paint, and just slopped it across the board. Put an X over the hobby. The yep. whole... I mean, they... All inclusive. All inclusive. And I, God damn it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling defeated because so many posts and so many people are, ah, I'm just going to register. It's five bucks. What the hell? You know, I'll just be done with it. All right. So we'll, we'll go along to get along and we'll comply. Then, then what? You know, I want to see a little bit of fire from the AMA. You know what I mean? I want to. I want to see some. Yeah, and and unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like that is coming. I mean, that's speculation on my part, and I'm willing to admit that. But I haven't seen as much action in the last couple of weeks as we saw when the the ruling first came out. And so, unfortunately, I think it falls back to us as individuals to continue to you know, contact our local representatives or in the case of the dude that is suing the FAA or, or taking them to, to court, you know, pursuing legal action. Another thing I want to just kind of clear the air about too is, okay, so it, I can't hide from the fact that I've been very critical of the AMA over some over some of this stuff. That does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that I feel that the AMA does not do good things, right? The AMA has been very critical to the safe development of our hobby with their guidelines and all of their interactive programs, right? And that's great. That's great. But if they are supposed to be our voice in what could potentially be a very large nail in the coffin of the hobby. I want to see some fire under these, under these guys. You know, I want, I want some indignant attitudes happening here. That's my bitch. That's my complaint with the AMA. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I'm a member. I think that they have done great things, but when it comes to the government relations, I really feel that they are just they're they're outfoxed, 
first of all, because they're, they, we need some man eaters, right? We, we need some people who like the taste of flesh. Yeah, who aren't afraid to stand up and, and in a professional manner, fight that fight. So what you're saying is you want someone that prefers chewing ass over chewing Geritol. Yes. <laughs> How about this? How about, I like about this? <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's great. I, I want someone who prefers chewing ass well, as opposed to licking ass. And that's so so that's an interesting point because I mean the okay, yeah, the 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 leadership has been around for a while, haven't they? Yes. And and as as you mentioned and correctly so, Dan, they've done a lot of great stuff. They really have. I wonder if new blood would help. Yeah, and and okay, so let's pretend that they are. I feel it would be pretending, but let's say they are. How come? Let me let us know about it, because when we get emails that say, "Hold off, hold off, don't don't do this," because we're we're. You know, we're sticking up for you guys. We're going to stand up and give, you know, tell them our side of the story. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and register. Just go ahead and do it. I liked liked how in that email it said, go ahead and register, but there was no explanation of why we told you in the last two or three emails not to register. (laughs) This one we're telling you to register, but there's no, okay, at this point, you know, here's why we have changed our stance. It's just an email of, okay, guys, go ahead and register. Well, they did attempt to answer that very question in that video uh, that the Roswell fight, flight crew did because he asked them that question. Is I mean, very pertinent question. So why? What's the what happened? Why are we why are we changing our position on this? So uh, so maybe this interview wasn't at the AMA. I don't know where it was, but it really. Kind of looked like it was there. It doesn't mean it was. I don't know where it was at, but it was a. They were in the same room together. So, and I know that. I think the Roswell guys are out of Oregon. So, um, I, maybe they traveled to Indiana for this interview. I don't know. But anyway, the response was, um, well, you know, we did. We tried. We tried to put in our our two cents, and you know that you know and. We, you know, the FAA agreed that, yes, that's, that's, we have a similar goal, but we just couldn't quite come to an agreement on the implementation of having AMA registration be sufficient. Right. But then he went on to just kind of justify it by saying, well, you know, you know, when you sign up for the AMA, you know, you got to give us your information. So, the difference is the AMA is a private organization. It's not a government organization that wants my information. Right? Every every time we turn around, it it you know, and and equating this to every aspect of your daily life, you know, you've got everything that you do is taxed. Right? And that's essentially what this is. I mean, yeah, I know, guys, don't Please don't send me an email telling me it's only five bucks. We've had that conversation. That's not the point. Everything starts somewhere. And as soon as you give them, I mean, think back to when they started the income tax. I mean, it was like some measly 1% or less. Yeah. That's only 1%. Wow. Come on, guys. Yeah. It's only, 
It's only 1%. What's the big deal? Well, now they're really taking it out yeah, of our asses. Yeah, it's 30% now. 30% if you're in that tax bracket. And uh, so, you know, it's, and, and, okay, so then you've got on top of that, I mean, you know, your 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 car's licensed, your, you know, you got to buy a park pass to go camping, you know, you got to pay tax on the fuel you buy, the food you buy, the energy you use, the internet you use, the phone you use. This is just one more, <laughs> you know? That's, yep. that's what's got a lot of us who are vocally opposed to this. That, that's kind of what's driving that, you know, it's, it's just frustrating. I don't, I, I, it just, every time I see a post as eh, eh, what the hell, it just really makes me feel like we're just giving up, you know, well, well, let's just go along to get along. Okay. But don't be surprised. Just to think, think 15 years, you know, you've got young kids, you want them in the hobby. When they're 30 years old, maybe they won't even be able to fly RC machines because of we're going along to get along. Yeah. How bad would that suck? I wonder how many listeners are planning on registering or have already registered. I I think I would want to set up a poll in our Heli Freak listeners corner and see what the numbers are. Well, my thought on that is... If I didn't have a public presence in the hobby, I wouldn't tell a damn soul, except for maybe my close friends that I fly with. I don't want to be advertising that I'm not going to register. Yeah, I know. That's the, like, (laughs) that is the bad (laughs) part in our, in our spot. You know, I mean... People are wondering what we're going to do, and we we have an opinion on it, and that's what we do. We come here once a week, and we, you know, w- you know, we're fortunate enough to to yell our opinions into a microphone, and thousands of people hear that opinion, whether they agree with it or not. And with that comes the fact that now we're publicly on record, stating that we aren't going to register. Well, which, but I think it's fair. Ed. It doesn't make a difference. They can go and check the records. If your name's not there, it doesn't make a difference what you said publicly. You haven't registered. Well, I get that, but I'm just saying when it comes right down to it, it's like anything else. Like if, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't kid yourself. If you, if you're posting anti-cop shit on Facebook, you're in a database. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. You know, if you're, if you're posting anti-Obama stuff, on a, on a Facebook, you're in a database. So, I mean, they crawl they, those, they crawl those web pages, those sites, mm-hmm. and they build databases based on that stuff, on that information. It's metadata. That's how they get people. It's metadata. So anyway, I don't know. Do I don't, you know, if you feel like you got to register because let's face it, you consider yourself a law abiding citizen, Right. I don't think anybody should hold that against you. I mean, you got to do what you got, what you feel you got to do. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to ask yourself, is this hill worth dying over? And maybe it isn't. Uh, you know, I, I feel pretty strongly about it, obviously, as I'm sure you three do. So uh, we'll have to see how it all unfolds. It's, it's, uh, it's a scary time for the hobby. I mean, it's, 
I really feel this year, I mean, we felt it last year. I mean, we all saw the attendance of most of the big fun flies and some of the big name fun flies aren't even going to happen this year. It's going to be curious to see come this time next year, looking back on 2016, what exactly happened, you know, to the hobby. And I, I just have a feeling it's not going to be a good thing. So interesting. Uh, we shall see. That's how I feel about it. I hope Screw you're wrong. you guys. <laughs> yeah. I want to stop thinking about it, but I can't. I mean, I just can't <laughs> because it's, it really feels fruitless. It really feels like a waste of energy. Um, because they're going to do what they're going to do and it doesn't even matter. And I, I honestly think, I honestly think their plan is, is exists. I mean, I think they know exactly what they're going to do for the next 10 years and they're just going to feed it to us a little bit at a time. I mean, I, yep. I, I just, I hear you. And I think that that is, they don't. Yeah. I mean, they, they know exactly what they want to do. This is just phase one. Yeah, they know. That's our government hard at work. Taking away your ability to enjoy your free time. (laughs) Well, nobody knows better how I like to enjoy my free time than the government. Oh, that's a good point, Jesse. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I should vote for Bernie Sanders this this time. Oh. Dieter's like, screw you guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so, what do we talk about next? Now that I've ranted on for 30 minutes on. I liked it. I liked it. That was good. I don't know. Every, it's it's relevant. It's what's happening. It is relevant. And every time I do that, I, I mean, always get a lot of email telling me that I'm just overreacting. I don't feel like I'm overreacting. I think I I really feel like I, what I'm saying is what a lot of the the hobbies thinking, but just doesn't really have the energy or want to publicly say it. I think it's to have the energy. I mean, that's what it is for me. I don't care about publicly saying, I think they're all a bunch of idiots. It's just, I don't know. It does. It's draining. Every time it's, I think about it, yeah, it's it. It's draining. It's negative. It pisses me off. And You just don't want to bother thinking about well, it. Well, that's all. not what I'm trying to fill my life with. I mean, I absolutely love... I, don't get me wrong. I want to fight for what we have. I really do. Um, I, I just... I want to be right there to do what I can to... Right but you to- want to know what? Okay. and And I think... Right, what you just said is exactly what everybody's thinking. But I would I'm willing to bet and I'm gonna put some words in your mouth and tell me if I'm off base, but I, I'm willing to bet that that you will do what you need to do to help. But right now you don't feel like you know who is gonna be the person you should put your ponies behind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. you don't I don't feel like the AMA is on the government front. They're outclassed. They, I truly believe that. I mean, I, I think they're trying. Oh. 
but I just don't think that they. Yeah, it's like if I mean, if I if Joe Schmo came along here and Joe Schmo all of a sudden started saying the right things and putting a lot of effort in and and you know what Nick personally felt was Joe the Schmo right the effort in the right place at the right time, <laughs> then dude, I, I'd be all over it. But it's like I'm not. I don't really personally feel like going to bat for people that don't have my back. And I, that's what I mean. It's, it's a trust thing. I just don't feel like they've got my back. I don't think like, I don't think that they have my hobby, Nick's hobby in the best interest and the hobby for the future, you know, of my son for the best interest. Now, am I saying that then because of that, the correct approach is to just, say screw it and go keep flying until I can't anymore no I'm I'm not saying that's the right thing but on the flip side to that I'm also not exactly in the mood for pounding my head against the wall for the next five years and then going sorry guys we tried yeah and you know this mm-hmm. past month has I've really focused a lot on this stuff and in the past few days is really when I've been going, yeah, you know what? I think I need to stop uh, because all it does is raise my blood pressure. And for those of you who think that I'm just continually bashing on the AMA, you know, instead of me just doing that, which I have been doing, I'll readily admit. But so let me tell you what I would like to see from the AMA. And I kind of touched on it, but I'm going to just go over it one more time. Uh, again, I think from a safety standpoint and the policies they do, they've done a fantastic job. But what all I want to see is a little bit of passion about the future of the hobby, not just submission. You know, may, and, and, and if submission is the answer, well, just be upfront with me and tell me that. Look, guys, there's nothing we can do about this. This is a government agency. They've made up their mind. Let's just all try to do what they need to do uh, so they'll leave us alone. So they can tell the greater public, yes, we succeeded. We did, you know, we, we were tasked to address this dangerous UAV issue, and we did. And maybe they'll focus on something else. Well, maybe. so here here's where I struggle, though, Dan, is like, I... And we've talked about this before, even before the AMA got involved in all this crap. Um, And it's about the perception of what actions they are or are not taking. And, uh, you know, if you go and you look around on the AMA site, they got frequently asked questions and they, you know, we are disappointed with the FAA's registration requirement. We continue to work with them. This is an evolving process. Well, it's interesting because they've got a statement that says the AMA Executive Council has unanimously approved an action plan to address this issue, including the possibility of legal action. Now, action plan is actually in bold text. And I've I've I found this a couple of weeks ago, this text, and I have yet to be able to find said action plan, but there's an opportunity here where if, if they had that available or a way to divulge what that is, 
then they may actually gain back some support from the members if we understood what that meant. It's obviously you can't always go in guns a blazing. And as much as our emotions would have us do that, you take a step back and a level headed person realizes that you got to think through your your approach. But tell us what the approach is. I don't think there is. I think, dude, that's a that is such a smokescreen statement. It's not even funny because, well, you it, know, may we may. May. Look into that's, the pro- that's the problem that I'm having no, with this. Well, one. it says may do legal that may include legal action. May. But what is the plan? It should say will include legal action. Yeah. So if, it, 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 if they're actually going to here, do here, it. here's here's a, I, I want to read this one. It's it's in their frequently asked questions. Question one is the AMA giving up. Why doesn't the AMA take this matter to court? Answer. AMA is by no means giving up. We are resolute in our commitment and will continue to advocate on behalf of our members. We are continuing to fight for the air modeling community and working to protect models from unnecessary and burdensome regulation. AMA is exploring several legal options that would address the registration rule as well. These legal strategies will take time to develop and pursue We ask for your continued loyalty and patience as we work closely with our legal counsel to find the best path forward. Now, that kind of doesn't say a lot. And in fact, the first few sentences you could throw away. The, we are resolute and we are continuing to fight. Where where the rubber starts to potentially hit the road is exploring several legal options. Um, And maybe they feel like going into those details would be unnecessary or confusing uh, or, you know, whatever. But I think there are people that would want to know some details. What are your strategies? BK Servo. Brought to you by the legendary Burt Kammerer. When you don't want to compromise on performance, but are looking for an affordable, high-voltage servo to keep your 360-class heli locked in no matter what you throw at it, look no further than the BK DS3001 HV Cyclic Servos. Designed specifically to handle the rigors of today's 360 to 380 millimeter models, the BK DS3001 HV High Torque Cyclic Micro Servos will keep you connected. And for amazing tail performance, look no further than the BK DS5005 HV Mini High Speed Tail Servo, which will hold through the worst that you can throw at it. BK Servo. Coming to a 360-class heli near you. Here's how I look at it. If I were to tell you, I'm going to... You know what, guys? I am going to explore my options into uh, joining the NBA. That When I hear that statement from the AMA, that's about what it the value that it has yeah. to me. Because now you would say, well, you've never really 
shown an interest in basketball. You're not good at basketball. <laughs> and you don't have a chance. I don't see you getting good at basketball overnight enough to join the, or, you know, enough to join the NBA. Okay. But I can make a strong statement that I'm going to look into it. But statistically and with history in mind, yeah, looking at your past, yeah, looking at your past. <laughs> It's it, it's it's a fart in the wind. I mean, it's it, it truly is. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing I can uh, to just to play devil's advocate, I can hear the comment. I can just see comments coming in saying, "Well, you know, it doesn't make sense for them to divulge their legal strategy." You know, you know what, Nick? I'm taking you to court, and I am going to sue you. Right? Okay, that's. a that's okay. I don't, I can tell you that I'm going to initiate that action without telling you my legal strategy, right? This lawyer, this independent lawyer has made a bolder statement by actually submitting papers to a court. You know what I mean? That's a bold, that's a, that's an action mm-hmm. that somebody, one person mm-hmm. that doesn't have the resources uh, maybe. I mean, he might be an extremely wealthy person, right? I, I don't know. But I'm, he doesn't have 180,000 people standing behind him, right? He doesn't have those resources. The AMA does, right? Show me something. Show me the money. Yeah, show me. You know, so these questions that we have and and i'm i'm telling you that these to to an extent these questions have been addressed but it's so obscure and hard to find because they're in interviews with the roswell flight crew right they're in off interviews press releases or faa you know youtube videos that unless you're specifically looking for them even then they're not super easy to find uh, cuz one thing i've noticed uh through ken is that the AMA on their website, their um, kind of their log of press releases, none of them are dated. <laughs> Why? You know, if I go to put something together, I want to know dates. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I just feel like I'm uh, constantly on the AMA's case and I, it's just because I want to see a little, I want to see some blood pumping through some veins, you know? I think you should read the the comments at the bottom of their FAQ page, Dan, because uh, um, first of all, I think you'll feel vindicated. There are many self-proclaimed AMA members who are just as aggravated um, the AMA also attempts to make comments on its behalf to some of the more aggressive people. Uh, you know, so there's one guy here that says, uh, AMA proved me right. And in now they, in that now they are full of bu- bureaucratic bullshit. A year ago was a time to grow a pair, I guess he's saying, and go to court. When my membership expires in 2017, I will not renew. Sad because until the last few years, I was proud to be a member. Now I'm glad I did not put their decal on my vehicle. Wish I hadn't, but their logo is on my aircraft. 
Um, I hope I mellow towards AMA, but at the moment I feel betrayed. I did not expect that Jim, and then he lists his AMA number. So someone who purports to be uh, from the AMA, Chad Boudreau, says, Jim, we are addressing the FAA through the U.S. Court of Appeals. Many members suggest we file an injunction, but that is not an option and would be a poor use of resources, time, and money. This case does not meet the qualifications to be presented to a judge for an immediate injunction. We cannot control what the federal government mandates. This is not over. And then he goes on to talk about all the other things that they've spearheaded to prevent us from being grounded and blah, 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 blah. But uh, there are a lot of very, very angry people that are voicing their opinions openly on the AMA website. Uh, so you're, you're not alone. We're not alone. Let me, let me reiterate this one more time because I, I, you know, I, I keep hearing these types of responses from the AMA, uh, in various videos and much like what you just read, Justin. And I don't, I don't know. Okay. So Let's say you're driving to work and you're in a 35 mile an hour speed zone and the, and the law strictly says that you have to follow this speed limit. And if you get pulled over doing 45, you're breaking the law. In 2012, the Congress and the president signed into law, right? That, that the FAA cannot do what they're doing. So yes, I, again, I'm not a lawyer, but... The government has to follow the laws too, right? If they're break if they're breaking a law, someone files an injunction and says, "Wait a minute, we need a judge to review what you're doing because we feel you're breaking the law." And it says in black and white, "You're doing something you can't do." I know that there's legal shit and maneuvering, but when it comes right down to it. I don't understand how, and maybe, okay, so maybe I want the AMA to explain to me why an injunction isn't a good use of resources. Because when you're breaking the law and, and you're being, and, and you're getting, if someone's breaking the law and you're being affected by it, then if you don't stand up and say, wait a minute, you're breaking the law, uh, let's go to a judge right now so we can get this figured out. It just, if it feels that common sense to me, right? So if that isn't if that isn't a good reason, don't just tell me it's not a good use of resources. Tell me why. Why isn't? Help me understand so I can support you. I can be on your side. Don't just treat me like a twelve year old, right? Tell me why, because I'm a rational thinking adult, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. And, and they, you know, in this, in these responses, they continue to point to the same thing that I've seen for, oh man, over a year now when people have questioned them on this. And that is that they, uh, they, uh, submitted a petition against the FAA with the U S court of appeals back in August of 2014. And it is against the interpretive rule 
being contrary to the text and intent of the FAA Modernization and Reform Action or Act of 2012. But it I haven't been able to find anything beyond that August submittal to the U.S. Court of Appeals uh, to suggest that they have done anything additionally, certainly not recently after this announcement was mm-hmm. made. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it, it's frustrating because uh Maybe they think they're doing stuff, and maybe they are, and they're not communicating it clearly. But again, perception is reality. And right now, the overwhelming perception, as is indicated by countless, and I'm talking countless, I'm just still scrolling here, comments, um, is that they are not, not getting the job done. Plain and simple. Yeah, I think back to when we had, uh, you know, when we were trying to do the RC Fly thing and Quinn Kurtz was the legal counsel for that attempt at uh, trying to do something. Um, he had one statement that I wanted to dismiss um, and it was very concise. And he simply said, the AMA is going get, gonna to get steamrolled. Because, you know, his experience, he, he was a, he worked in Washington, D.C. as an attorney. He was very familiar with the political process. And he said, the AMA is going to get steamrolled. And just matter of factly, they're going to get steamrolled. And they did. I really think they did. But. Yeah, I, I want, hey, guys, I mean, for what it's worth, I want. I want to believe that they are going to make a difference out of all of this. And if there is evidence to that effect, then please, please bring it forward. Because I am happy to stand up and be like, hey, I was wrong. I didn't I didn't see what you guys are seeing, but I'm mm-hmm. not seeing it yet. And with to- the amount of work that Ken has put into it, I would expect yeah. that if he had had an epiphany, we'd know about it by now. And he has, and he just gets his, just when he and I talk about that several oh, I'm times sure during he the week. Gets so pissed. And he's just, you know, he's like, well, I mean, he, he's kind of feeling the same way I am. And, and, and let me also add too, along with what Justin just said, in regards to those concerns that I've brought up and mentioning that I'm not a lawyer, if you are a lawyer, if you've got some greater understanding, I, I am completely open to an explanation and, and to help me understand. Cause I would love to come onto this show and I would love to say, you know what guys, it was brought to my attention, this, this, and this, and, and you know what they are, they are doing what they need to be doing, yep. but I don't see it. And they're not telling us that's, that's the rub. It's not that we at RC alienation think that the AMA is just some completely useless organization, but I need to see something as do a lot of people. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Woo. That, that's a topic. Yeah, it is. Uh. Well, you Maybe, know, it's uh, good because it shows that people are passionate about the hobby. Now, uh, as in, as in any situation where there's contentious stuff, sometimes those passions aren't as productive as they could be. 
and that's just part of the game. But uh, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, bring forward the data. Let's see it. I'm I'm doing my own research, not as much as Ken is, and I think you are, Dan, but I'm trying to educate myself, and I'm not seeing anything yet that convinces me that, uh, that we're uh, going to be free here. Yeah, and I also, uh, I would extend an open invitation to anyone from the AMA to come on, and I will also mention that invitations, not recently, not in the last few weeks or months, but there have been invitations to the leadership at the AMA to come on this show with no answer. So it's not that we don't want to include them in the conversation. Um, I just want to throw that out there because it's been thrown at yep. me a few times. So, so as, as it stands, I mean, for, there's two, two things about, well, there's one thing that a lot of people need to realize is we don't beg anybody to come on the show. Right. You know, if we want to have somebody on the show, we ask them. And if they want to come on the show, they'll respond. And we'll do everything we can to make that happen. But we're not going to continually just, you know, plead for someone to come on the show. So it's there. That invite is there. Feel free. Dan at rcalienation.com. Send it to me. We'll make it happen. What do you think, Nick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I reckon there's a problem. I reckon I'm gonna have to kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exhausting. Are we done? Can we stop talking politics? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Let's see. Let's talk about the fact that I'm going to have a TDR2 by middle of March. Oh. oh. Well, let's talk about the Sorry. fact that I'm going to be flying a Goblin Gasser in about a week and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. However, I won't be flying an Oxy till oh, end of February. Got to check those uh, shipping details. Why don't you just buy a new set of servos, dude? I should just get a set a of BKs set. or something. You yeah. should. Just get a yes. set of BKs and then, I mean, you can flip Cancel those. the order. Oh, it's too late. They're already on their way. They're on the slow boat. Ish. Yeah, they're, they're on their way they're, ish. They're on the canoe. They they duct tape them to a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, that, well, then uh, that, <laughs> trust me, it is a reliable dolphin because that same dolphin just delivered my battery warmers. <laughs> and oh, well it's either a dolphin or a carrier pigeon i i don't know which one they they elected to use this time hoping it was the dolphin because that's a long ass flight for a carrier pigeon might not make it and, and yeah, if it, it does there's gonna be bird shit all over the package <laughs> but flipper he's reliable he'll bring me my servos oh yeah dude so maybe i'll look at getting a set of bks in the meantime and um well, if I get a set of BKs, I guess uh, somebody will be able to buy a good set of KST servos for me for a pretty good price. How's that sound? There you go. There you go. I guess they're teeny. They're teeny oh, servos. So. Let's see. I don't know. Should we wrap this one up? Been talking politics enough to bore everybody to death? Sure. Everybody's sleeping. Out there. Uh, let's see. Maybe we should do some emails. Nick, how would I get in touch with you? 
you would send me an email to nick at rchillingnation.com or catch me on my Facebook page, which is Nick Lynn, R-C-H-N. How about you, Justin? You could send me an email to justin at rchellynation.com or catch me as Justin Pucci on the forums or Facebook. Jesse? You could send me an email to jesse at rchellynation.com and you can also catch me on Facebook. If you have a question about citizen registration, T-shirts, hats, or, you know, just to say, hey, what's up, dude? You could reach Ken at Ken at RCHellyNation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at Dan at RCHellyNation.com. Dan can read on the forums and Facebook. And Justin was giving me shit about guessing the number of Facebook likes, so I'm not even going to give it a try, but I believe it's uh, 4,800. Huh? <laughs> Just keep saying 4,800, and we're going to get there in a couple more weeks. It's 4,764. There you See, go. that was close. Yeah, you're right? getting there. You're nice. getting there. I'll so I'm just going to start you. saying 10,000 because eventually yeah. we'll get there. We'll get to 10,000. Uh, any website news? Is he still plugging along there? Yeah, I believe so. He's been quiet as of late. I'll have to poke him. He's busy. He's a busy dude, man. He is. Since, oh, by the way, since we didn't have any real news, uh, just a little plug for Larry. Dude, man, Larry's curiosity.com. Uh, you know, he's... Awesome at what he does. Really excited to see uh, the final product. The stuff that we've seen so far has been pretty damn cool. Yes, uh, yes. Lots of little details um, that I don't. We well, first of all, it's obvious we would have never been able to pull anything off like that. Not even damn close. But uh, looking forward to see the final product. And if you guys are in the same boat as us and you're looking for someone that might be able to help you out with a webpage, give them a call. Be a good thing to do. Da, da, da. Any other news announcements that we want to make before we head out of here? I think that's it. Go I get some flying so. in. That covers it, yeah, for sure. Get those helis built, right? And get some flying in. Yep. That's what we got to do. They better be all ready. <laughs> I'm going to send them to you, Nick. No, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I still got, I forgot that. I still got one sitting on, I have one 700 I haven't finished yet. Alrighty guys, this has been episode 218. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you guys next Monday. Later. Later guys. Easy dudes. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by... Soko Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, Spartan Flybarless Systems, and Superiority. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. <laughs>